Hi, and welcome to the Boat Princess podcast. My name is Nikki Vo, and I'm your host. I am a boat owner, a marina owner, a director on the Marina Industries Association, and a huge advocate for boating. In this series, I'm sharing the stories from every nook of the boating industry with the intention of encouraging more women to join me and for more women to get behind the helm too. I want to share the experience and opportunities of boating, of the boating industry, and I want you to join me as I bring the conversations and answer all the questions you've had. Boating is not just for the glamorous and rich and famous. It's full of beautiful and interesting people making the most of our natural environment and getting out there, enjoying the waterways. So let's set off the lines, take over the helm and escape to the world of boating. Welcome to another episode of the Boat Princess podcast. I'm excited because I've got a female entrepreneur in front of me today. I like female entrepreneurs. They're really cool. So I have Mel Moss from Seller by Sea. She saw a niche in the market and ran with it, of which I am very proud of her. So Mel, welcome. Tell me. Where did this mad idea come from, my darling? <laughs> you know, when there's something like that that isn't happening, there's usually a barrier to entry for it. So what was that barrier that you pushed through? There were quite a few. The first one being same-day alcohol delivery. Um, around that time, being locked down, it was very easy for people to procure more alcohol than they possibly needed. So the liquor and gaming New South Wales Health had really cracked down on new liquor licenses for same day delivery. Um, the fact that we wanted to deliver to boats as opposed to a residential address had never really come up before. So there are existing licenses that allow people to do it, but nobody had specifically said we're going to deliver to a moving object. So I had to convince New South Wales Liquor and Gaming that our business was community focused and safe to actually be given this same day liquor license before we even looked at how we were going to do it um, and the actual makeup of the business. It was, are we even going to be allowed to do this? Yeah. And that took us eight months to get to that point. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so it was eight months of just potentially getting there. Absolutely. So yeah. trying to build a business around something that you might not even get, but I wanted to use every minute of that time building the concept, getting prepared for that day when we could be out on water. It was my first um, big entrepreneurial action. So I really was flying a bit blind. I'd never driven a boat before. Um, I was basically doing what a lawyer does for big businesses that want their own liquor licenses. I had to do that myself. So sometimes I say to people, you know, I've done a law degree in liquor licensing. <laughs> I can tell you anything there is to do with how to get a liquor license. Just eight months of completely flying blind. Wow. So first entrepreneurial item, first entry into the boating world. Yep. First entry into the liquor space. Yep. And I guess even into the delivery space. So three traditionally male dominated fields. I just decided that this is what I wanted to do. I've been obsessed with boats ever since I was a kid. Yeah. And growing up in Western New South Wales, it had always been a dream of mine to be on water. That was just the pinnacle of what I wanted to do. And so the idea that I could build a company doing what I loved 
working where I loved, which is being amongst boats and marinas and that camaraderie. It was just, there was no option for me, but just to keep going all the time to get it. Okay, let's unpack that a little bit. You've said that you love boats, marinas. Where has that love come from? I honestly couldn't tell you. My family are not boaty at all. Um, they ski, that's their sport. But the the salt water and the idea of freedom, I'm a nomad, and the idea of getting on a boat and having that freedom, my dream is to live on a boat okay, and to learn to sail and to just be completely free. And my husband's an accountant and so he said to me, if you want a boat, then you've got to come up with a business that we can use it as a, as a tax. So oh, was, I love it. So that was how I had to do so it. So that was the incentive. That was the incentive. But now yeah. I think he kind of regrets it because we've spent far more than it would have cost to buy a boat <laughs> on the business. <laughs> but so he's obviously been very supportive of this venture. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And so for a while there, you did you quit work to start doing this? Or how, did, how did that all come mom. about? Complete stay-at-home mum. I have three kids. Uh, I worked, my last job was 13 years ago in fashion, PR and marketing. So wow. no experience in any of these fields whatsoever. Um, just that that passion and drive and persistence that I think is built into being a female, it's built into being a mum and it's what keeps you going when the time gets tough. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily matter what you've done before. If you want something badly enough, you'll find a way. Yeah. So it was pure passion that got you started with this. It wasn't a need in terms of, you yep. know, you needing the income. Yeah. It was more so no, I really want to do this because I want yep. this to be part of my lifestyle. 100%. It's, yeah. it's 100% I want it to be part of my life. I want boats to be part of my life. I My favourite days are when I'm on a boat, I'm digging around, learning how it works, learning how to drive it. I'm talking to people about boats. I'm just hanging out at a marina. Those are my favourite days and yeah. it's just what I wanted so badly to be a part of, this this amazing life. So tell me about that That first boat moment in terms of <laughs> you're looking for the boat, right? And you're out there trying to find a boat. How was that for you? Oh, my goodness. Give me some funny stories from that. Oh, we have so many. You, you might regret what you asked. So because there's nobody out there doing this, everything was from scratch. We didn't know what boat would be the perfect boat to even do this. So we started off by buying a vintage wooden cruiser. Oh, wooden. Oh, my yeah, goodness. 100%. Okay. So we, my best friend is um, an amazing sailor, Nina Curtis, and we got her to help us bring the Ariel. We named the Ariel after my daughter. Yep. And it was my dream boat, beautiful little old wooden cruiser. Knew nothing about boats, but she was gorgeous and she was in our price range, so we bought her. Yep. And she was living in Parsley Bay and we decided on a Saturday morning that we would bring her up around the heads and into <laughs> Pittwater. I know, you're laughing because oh, you know. So we got down to Parsley Bay. We'll have an early start. The swell wasn't coming up until 2 p.m. Perfect. It would take us about five hours. I'm glad you checked with the weather. That's we another, the weather. That's a tip, folks. We always check the weather. Check the weather. So we are now, we have Predict Wind on our phones. Uh, we've reached out to them and they're super nice about us using their platform. And so we obsessively check it. I check it the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning. So we went down to Parsley Bay. The Ariel didn't start, of course, oh, of because course. boats don't start. Yeah. So for four hours, we ended up manually. Oh, I can't even believe we, we pulled her into the wharf by yeah. rope. We literally swam her in. Oh my god! Yeah. How, how big is she? She was uh, twenty-four foot. Oh, that's heavy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've got. I had two Olympians with me. Yeah. So we goodness. brought her in. 
tried everything to start her up. We were on the phones to all the Pitwater Bodies, ringing, you know, dads, uncles, everyone. Um, no one knew what to do. And then eventually a marine mechanic came past. He wanted to use the wharf. He's like, yes. when are you guys getting off the wharf? And we said, we can't, the boat's not starting. So like, you got a hammer? And we're like, of course we've got a hammer. One bang. And, of course, she started. <laughs> the Jeremy Clarkson started. Totally started the boat. And Nina was like, grab the gear, get on the boat. So by this time it was about 11.30 and so we knew that a window was smaller. And knowing what I know now, I would have said let's leave it for another day, but yeah. I didn't know. So I was like, yeah. right, let's go. That's fantastic. The boat started. So we left and we got. As far as Manly and it was those beautiful crystal clear plain waters, you could have swam beside the boat. It was so amazing. I was like, this is great. This is this business is going to be amazing, best thing I've ever done. <laughs> and then by the time we got to, <clears throat> I'd say it was about Mona Vale, swell was coming up, I'd been sick, it was getting hairy, we started burning oil. Yeah. She's, she's an old girl. Yes. So by the time we got to Palm Beach, Nina had said, that's it, put your life jacket on. They were considering yeah. throwing me overboard to swim back in. They were going to try and keep the RL off the rocks around the heads. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, and she made it in. This is how beautiful and brave my first boat was. She made it inside the heads before she stopped and we got a tow onto the police mooring and then amazing marine rescue came and towed us to our mooring at Clareville and what was supposed to be a four-hour day turned into a 16-hour day, of course, because that's boats. And from then on it was just, you know, one boat after another trying to find the perfect fit for the business. <laughs> oh, wow. So I love the way that you speak about her with affection. Yes. She, is she still oh. with you? She, we sold her um, about six months ago, not because we wanted to but because she wasn't working for the business yeah. and my dream is to own a sailboat and so she wasn't the perfect fit and I needed the capital in the business. So, But she's gone on for a new life with an ex-captain who is renovating her, bringing her back to her glory. She now lives back in Middle Harbour and she's the love of my life. Oh, that's <laughs> so, so wonderful. Yeah, she's beautiful yeah. and she was... I, you know, I think of how much I learnt from that boat and from every, we bought a Thundercat, we thought that would work. We bought a dinghy. What else have we got? We've got a barge that we use um, until we've finally landed on the the boat that we now are having designed for us, which I'll tell you about in a little while. Yep. But, um, you know, you learn something from every boat. You do. Right? Now, when you bought that first boat, Ariel, did you do a survey on her or anything? I'm guessing. You we didn't. Yeah. And big mistake, of course. Um, I, I put it down to it was experience and also she wasn't built commercially. She was handmade. And yes. so we couldn't even get her commercially surveyed so that she could work within the business. Yes. So, so many lessons I learned from that. One being that the business is my primary responsibility and I learned everything to do with liquor and gaming and I sort of palmed this side of it off onto my husband who mm. also has his own work mm. and it really taught me that if you know if, if you're running your own business you have to check everything and so I would never have bought that boat and I actually wouldn't have bought the subsequent three boats that we purchased through the business my gut told me not to buy them I wanted what we are actually getting now right from the get-go yeah and we had the capital in the business to purchase it outright back then we don't now but those mistakes I made have brought me here 
And so it's all learning. And would I make that same mistake again? Absolutely not. Yeah. But yes, you didn't get it surveyed. <laughs> Can you just, so just to explain to our, our listeners, uh, a survey is you engage a contractor to actually go over the boat before you buy her to check anything that might be wrong with her, um, to check that anything needs fixing, so on and so forth. And then you can determine whether that boat is the right boat for you and also um, how much needs fixing on it, Mm. if anything. Some of them don't, but um, so that you can determine how much it's actually going to cost you. Absolutely. Rather than the price that you're paying for it. So um, if anybody needs to reach out um, for, I I will do a newsletter at some point. So sign up for our newsletter on theboatprincess.com about surveyors for boats. Mm-hmm. There are a number of really great ones in Sydney and Australia generally. Um, I had somebody reach out to me in Queensland just recently for um, uh, somebody to su- survey a boat up there. I didn't know who I should yeah. trust up there, so I trusted one of my contacts up there and they sent me a few for them to choose from. So um, it's it's a really important part of boat purchase. 100%. 100% big lesson learned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone out there, before you buy a boat, please never buy it off um, no. uh, eBay or anything no. terrible it's like that. No, it's never the purchase yeah, price. No. <laughs> always, always go through a boat. I always recommend to go through a boat broker yeah. because they can give you so much advice as to whether that's the right boat for you. 100%. And they can also put you in touch with the right, you know, having the right people to look after your boat and do things on your boat is incredibly important. If you start with a boat broker, they will have those contacts for you and they will share them with you. If you just buy it from a private owner, you're less likely to get all of that information. So yeah. I really recommend using boat brokers. It's so different to buying a used car, which is when we first started, we were sort of in that, we thought it was the same thing, you know, check the boat out ourselves, make sure it starts, is it what we want? But it's it's so different. It is very, yeah. very different. Yeah, yeah. So also let's unpack that moment you talked about the commercial survey. Now mm-hmm. that's different to the survey when you buy yeah. it. Can you explain to our listeners what that is? So our boats need to have extra provisioning on them at all times. So even when we had a small dinghy that was doing our deliveries, we have to have a full first aid kit. Um, Our boat needs to be commercially surveyed, which means that it can be used for commercial purposes. Um, Not, there are different exemptions that um, commercial boats are under. Ours is a very basic, we can't carry passengers, but we can you know, carry our product and drive around and sell our product within enclosed waters during the day. So those are the exemptions that our boats are surveyed under. Um, And then the more that you want to do, say if you wanted to be a charter boat or if you're a ferry, there are various different exemptions for that as well. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think the Australian public in particular need to be very aware of that. You can't just rent out your boat. 100%. I yeah. see it all the time on community pages or or I see people asking, you know, is there someone who wants to just take us out this weekend? And you have to think about, you know, your protection and your insurance and what your boat is qualified and able and safe to do. For me, uh, it's the safety of our staff. It's the safety of ourselves. It's the ability to actually say no when mates say to us, oh, can you just, you know, take us around to cottage point on your boat slower I can actually say no we we're not allowed to do so it could it could destroy our business to do that yeah absolutely yeah it's, it's actually really important and lots of yeah. people might think oh I can rent out my, my boat out for the day it'll be fine mm. and it might be yeah but if something goes wrong 
Oh, it's uh, too horrifying. Insurance won't cover you. Nope. You'll be in a whole world of mess. So yeah. please don't do that, peeps. It's really, really important in Australia. So what sacrifices have you had to go through as a family, as yourself, mm-hmm. to establish this business and really drive it? Oh, there's there's a lot. I, I try not to think of them so much as sacrifices, but I think of what my family has gifted me to be able to do this. So my husband has completely funded the business. He's always been the one that's worked and I've raised the children. And um, he would be the first person to say that what I do should be a paid job as a mum. So not disparaging that at yeah. all. But he has financially funded the business. Um, we're, we're going for a, a COVID relief loan at the moment and he is a director because he literally funnels his salary directly into the seller by sea bank accounts every month so that I can pay all of my boat gear, my rent, my product, my staff. So he has given so much. Our children have lost school holidays. Um, They gave us their Christmas holidays this year because we had to work every day. We're growing the exposure of the business. So we made a decision this Christmas holidays that we would be out every single day, whether we had orders or not, we would be out talking to everybody on Pitwater and and our children as a family, we discussed it and they absolutely said, that's that's fine. That's what we do. We're building something amazing. You're building something amazing. So they have given me the freedom to be able to do that. They've gone from having a full-time mom to someone who, you know, if I cook dinner twice a week, that's a big win. And they just, they never, ever ever give me stress or they never complain and they just all of them give everything that for me it's you know I I don't really have any sacrifices because I have their full support in everything. Is anybody crying out there right now? (laughs) (laughs) I'm really lucky they're incredible I have three children and all three of them fully understand why we're doing this it's for our future so that we can live on a boat. (laughs) That's wonderful and I I don't think it's bad for children. No, I don't. To have mum not there making their dinner yeah. every night. Yeah. I know my boys have grown up in spectacular young men, and I wasn't there mm. to do their dinner every night and all that sort of thing. They've yeah. just had to muscle in and and do what they resilience needed to do. is so important. And I think of that eight months when I didn't know what we even had, I had to be resilient every day. There were so many blows. I, it wasn't a yes process. It was, it was always coming from a place of, no, we don't think that we can allow you to do this. And so I had to pick myself up every single time and find a way. And that, that's resilience. I was brought up in the country and I try and instill that in my kids and our daughter in particular, she's 13 and Easter long weekend, last weekend, she would babysit for us 12 hours a day and we're out on water. We can't get to them if they need us. She needed to understand the weight of that responsibility and what she had to do. And not once did I get a phone call or, you know, the boys are misbehaving or she just mucked in and did what she had to do and they are better for it and she's a better woman for it she's going to be amazing because I've shown her what a woman can do and I I needed to do that that's really important yeah I think that's really important for women to show their daughters absolutely especially um what they're doing but also for their sons yep to recognize that that women are allowed to work and they are allowed to be entrepreneurs and go out and yep. do their own thing and be resilient and so on and so forth and and resilience is sometimes lacking in kids these days yeah and I think it's really important that they the kids always do 
what you do. They don't do what you say. 100%, of course. I always say to them, resilience, kindness and manners will get you everywhere. And I just try and display that because it doesn't matter if you're the smartest person in the room. It doesn't matter if you're the most good looking person in the room. If you're the kindest person in the room, you're the one that everyone wants to speak to. So Mm. that's how they'll get ahead in life. That's awesome. Wow, you're a great (laughs) mum. I would have liked you as my (laughs) mum. No, I didn't mean that, Mum. You were an amazing mum. I love you. <laughs> they're good kids. They're, I think they make it easy. They're, they're nice children, so I'm very proud of them. That's <laughs> lovely. That's just gorgeous. So now that you're doing this business, explain to me what you actually do. So Seller by Sea is a same-day alcohol delivery business to boats. So similar to, I guess, a Jimmy Brings on land, we deliver same day to your boat. So customers can place an order on our website and we can bring it out. We, we try to stick within a two-hour window. Um, our boating customers are the best because they, they know how long things take on boats. Yes. Our charter boat customers can be quite funny. We get a lot of we want it immediately. (laughs) And it's like, okay. (laughs) So for starters, our liquor license prevents us from delivering immediately. We have to wait one hour. Uh, Oh, really? Yes. So that was one of our conditions that were placed on our license that we fully adhere and agree with because at the end of the day, it's all about the safety of your community. And so we feel that if customers are already drinking, that one hour just gives them that little bit of time in between drinks. It gives them that time to consider have they had enough But what we have actually found with the business, which is so wonderful, is that not once has it been a boatload of people that have had too much to drink ordering more. Our customers have perhaps had wine on board and they fancy champagne or they fancy some cocktails or a sunset. They they haven't provisioned correctly and it's a beautiful sunset and they don't want to go home. So for us, it's just we have that hour to wait, but which by the time we load our products and get out on pit water, it yep. takes that amount of time anyway. So yeah. it's same day alcohol delivery, packaged liquor. So we can't sell boat to boat like a bar. We did try to do that. I did try to have a floating bar. Yes. <laughs> I envisioned little seats along the barge and people sitting at my bar and I was shaking cocktails in pit water and they said, absolutely not. Um, and that was one of those times where I got a no and I had to say, okay, so let's, let's pivot it what are we going to do and so now orders are placed basically through our licensed premises which is on land and we receive that order we pack the order and then straight out to the boat on pit water for now that's so cool and I I guess one of the things I know would happen on boats is that you're on your boat and a whole bunch of tenders turn up absolutely with friends that are on their boats over there and they haven't bought enough drink with them and and I need some more drink quick. Every time, every time or impromptu raft ups or for us, I think the most beautiful ones are the sunsets when they say, oh, we've just decided to stay out. You wouldn't happen to have any prawns. And we're like, yes, we do. And it's so magic. Like imagine receiving that order and knowing that someone's been able to extend their perfect day because you can feed them and you can bring them a cocktail. It's honestly, it's the best. I really, really love doing what we do. That is so cool. So you don't just do alcohol, you do other provisions as well. We do. So we have fresh Australian prawns. Uh, We do tiger prawns because they're the best and we're getting quite famous for them. We get asked, where do you get them? It's a bit of a tight-held secret. Yes, won't tell that Um, one. But it's 
people are fascinated by where we get our produce from. We have two local sisters who make our salads to order. So um, by Love Food and everything is made fresh to order. So we started the business carrying a lot of food on board and we were finding that it was just going to waste or, you know, we, we all got sick of eating prawns, which believe me does happen. <laughs> and we decided that we would try and work from a no waste policy. So we tend to do um, a period of time with ordering. So if, you know, people want salads the next day, they order and then their salads are made up. But we always have fresh prawns, fresh Larbonette bread, beautiful sauces and our cold drinks are, are always standard. And how do they order? Website. So we're trying to build a really automated process Yes. so that it's simple. Instead of having to ring us and, and potentially getting me, you know, wherever I am, we have this beautiful website that's been built and it's literally a two-minute process of going on, placing the order and putting in your boat details and we come out to you. But the most exciting thing, I think for us, another sort of pivot that we had to do, if you can imagine you're on your boat and you're trying to place an order and you're saying, come to me, and we have to pick you out of a hundred boats in the basin. Oh, imagine. It's, it's such a manual process. And I never wanted this business to be manual. I wanted it to be the same as any other, you know, a Dan Murphy's or a Jimmy Brings. So it's about the customer being able to place that order and sit back and relax. And they don't even need to worry about us until we turn up. So we're currently working with a delivery logistics company to actually build in GPS locating software within the website. Ooh. I know it's, it's super, super exciting. So, and I'm not a tech person, but I've had to learn how to build a website. I've learned about all this tech and basically you're in there, you put in your details, you put in your birthday and all those things. And then you just drop a pin where you are. And we see that and we just, we send you a text and you can watch our boat actually come out to you to your pin dropped location. Oh, that's I know. It's fun. so good. It's <laughs> so exciting. Yeah. It, it is really exciting when you get tech together like that, isn't it? Oh, we, it's so amazing. We have a business called Spilt Milk Gelato. Yes. Based in Orange, New South Wales is our main store. And then we've got one in Canberra and one in Tamworth now as well. Fabulous, fabulous gelato. I'm a little bit biased, but it Amazing. is fabulous gelato. But we created an app for that business to do home delivery. Yeah. And we were just about to launch it in Orange. And the next, I think it was like two days after, we went into lockdown. Yeah. So you we launched. We, we, well, we, we were there with the pivot. We, we, we were just about to launch it and we and we went into lockdown. So we went, oh, here's the app, guys. You can now have your gelato home delivered. That's amazing. <laughs> and the orders came flying in and just like you delivering alcohol to, to boats and seeing smiling faces on a yeah. sunset, we had kids yes. that were so grateful that a tub of gelato was arriving on a little moped for them. Um, they were just ecstatic. It gives and me goosebumps because it's joy. You're not. Mm. It's. I'm not selling champagne. I'm selling an experience. You're selling joy, and it's. Oh, it's yeah. so magic. It's so good, isn't it? So good. Yeah. So give me some. Apart from that wonderful story about um, picking up the boat <laughs> and bringing it up to Pitwater, have there been any other moments you've sort of thought, "Oh my goodness, what am I doing?" It would 
it would happen weekly. It's it's constant, but that's boats. And everybody warned me when we first started this business. I had so many people warning me against doing this. And um, of course I didn't listen to them. But <laughs> maybe if I listened to them a little bit more, but there's always that point and I talk about the business being worth what it's worth and sometimes I just have a hundred dollar day I'll say right that's it the business is worth a hundred bucks it's been a hundred dollar day <laughs> and then some days you have a 10 million dollar day and you just everything works and you're like this is magic but on those days you know that it takes those hard days to get there yeah so they're just as valuable we you three weeks ago we were so tired from working through the Christmas holidays my husband was trying to you know do his work and he was driving for me we had to find a driver in the business who could actually who was again commercially licensed you can't just use a boat license you have to have a commercial license and and it forced me to really find the strength within myself nobody else could do this for me my husband couldn't do it for me and he he said I I can't I'm done now I've driven your boats for you I've helped every way I can but I'm I'm actually out Mm -hmm. you have to stand on your own two feet and, and I had to and it was probably the hardest two weeks of my life. Mm. Emotionally I was broken. I didn't know if I was strong enough to do this and there was a part of me that was like, you know you are because you've done this before. You won't, you won't feel like it now but you're going to come out of this and the business is going to be better for it because you'll be able to do it on your own. And here we are, lo and behold. And I and I learned things about the direction of the business to stop worrying so much about those day-to-day sales and to think about the growth of the business and to think about the infrastructure that I build and market. So everything, even those bad days are teaching you something and you just have to take those lessons and know that it's going to be better tomorrow for sure. How inspirational is Mel, <laughs> audience? I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that right at the moment. Thanks. <laughs> It's, I, I don't even think of it as that. It's just, you know, you just got to do it. You've just, I've invested a mortgage into this and, and you just got to do it. And I want it so badly. I want it for myself. I want it for women. These are three male dominated industries and I just want to take it. You know, I want to take it for us because we can do this. We can play with boats all day and it's, yeah. it's so much fun. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so you drive boats now. I drive boats now. I How do. did that come about and what was your first experience of that? And tell oh, me all about that. So our first proper boat for the business was our barge. We bought a punt that was being used as a a fire a, a fire pump at the marina that we were at. Yep. And it hadn't been used in 10 years. So the motor was this fantastic motor with about 100 hours on it. Like, oh, my goodness. You should just buy this barge. <laughs> And so I thought I would turn it into a coffee boat to drive around Pittwater and basically promote the business because it doesn't matter the marketing you do on land. Once someone's out on their boat, they forget about land. That's a beautiful part about it. So we had to be out there with our customers. So we bought this barge and we turned it into a coffee machine boat and we were selling our prawns and ice creams and coffees and I just had to learn to drive the boat. My husband's very much, you can do this. There's no reason why you can't do this. You're doing it. And so he just forced me to drive the boat. So I got a commercial driver's license and started driving this barge up to multi-million dollar cruises without touching them. We have the biggest fender you've ever seen in your life (laughs) that runs the entire length of the barge. Yeah. But even still you know, damage can be done if you're not careful. So I had to learn how to drive this boat like I was driving broken glass. So that was my first 
boat driving experience. And now I'm very happy to say that we've just ordered an Aluka yacht, which is built specifically for Pittwater. It's going to be our delivery boat. It's flat, straight sides. It's powerful and it handles like a Ferrari. <laughs> so I'm going to be going from like a Volkswagen to a Ferrari um, with all the experience that I've had in 18 months of learning how to drive boats. Wow, that's <laughs> so exciting. So you've actually got a marinas boat. and yeah. Yeah. So you, you're really confident driving boats now and, yeah. and you've ordered something I've specifically bought, for you. Yeah, and, and I think it's, a, it's an important point to make is that back when I first started the business I knew that this was the kind of boat that I wanted but not having experience and confidence in myself I allowed other people to tell me what I needed, make decisions for me. And and again, that's not a negative thing. It's just part of the learning process. And women's intuition is one of the strongest tools that we have in our arsenal. And I really wish that I'd listened to that and said, no, this is the boat that I think is our delivery boat. It looks beautiful. It's powerful. It's strong. It's specifically designed for pit water. It's built by local people. They have a network within that marine channel and the marine industry, you know what it's like. It's a small industry. Everybody talks. Everybody supports each other. And to be supporting another local business and kind of aligning our brands is a really, it's really important to me, but it's also going to give us a lot of legitimacy in Pittwater to be able to do that. And so finally, after four or five boats, we've arrived back where I first began and there's sort of a little bit of an, I told you so, I, t- I knew this was the boat. <laughs> but I didn't have that confidence in myself to say, nope, this is the boat that we need. It fulfills everything. Yes, it's more expensive, but I'm a buy once, buy well kind of person. Yes. And I've learned in boats that is a very good rule of thumb to, to have. There's no such yeah. thing as a bargain basement boat. No. It's just going to cost you elsewhere. Yeah. And um, and so this one's being built from scratch to seller by sea specifications. It's going to be beautiful, white with a black hull with oh. all of our sign riding. It's it's very gorgeous. I'm very excited. And a oh. white white 90 horsepower Yamaha motor. So I've, I've gotten to choose all of the things. So That's so exciting. It's really yeah. So, what sort yeah. of hull is it? Is it cat hull? It's um, it's a, it's almost a flat hull, yep. and then it's straight sides. It's it's like a very small cat, basically, right. and it's yep. it's designed. I can stand up in it and give handover deliveries without the boat moving, without it damaging boats and moving around too much. The problem with a rounded hull is you've got two hulls buttressing up against each other. Yep. There's one small point and then, you know, the front of your boat can potentially damage the other boat, whereas now I can sit alongside, I can move safely around the boat, I can hand over. It's, it's sort of like the perfect tender. Um, it's used on pit water as tenders. It's used by the marina guys. It's a fantastic boat and it's just perfect for our business and that's what I've learned is that if you start from day one with your gut with your research and what is perfect for your business and find a way you're going to end up there anyway so you might as well just do it straight from the bat if you can <laughs> fair enough that's good advice yeah yeah that's awesome so Aluka, I don't know them have a look at their website it's two guys Sam and Cam yep um, local Pittwater boys the loveliest humans ever they and I found this a lot with the marine industry they've been so welcoming to me people want to give me their time they want to see us succeed it's not the closed doors that people think it would be 
everybody wants me to do well. It took a year, I think, for people to take me seriously. And there's a difference between people wanting to help you and people taking you seriously. I had to earn that. Yep. You know, they had to see me driving around. They had to see that I wasn't just this person who just decided, woke up one day and decided I'm going to have a marine business. But there was no end of help for us. People recognised what we were trying to do. So all of the electricians, all of the mechanics, surveyors, came and helped us with all these boats that we bought and I think now they're going to all breathe a sigh of relief <laughs> that we're actually buying something really good. They go, oh, damn. Oh, yeah, I know. he has gone down. That's the other side of it. He's got a really good boat. They've got a really good boat. Oh, my God. So all of that capital that I had has, you know, gone into the marine industry in Pittwater, which isn't yeah. necessarily a bad thing, <laughs> but um, I think everyone's very excited and a lot of them say we've got a, a really beautiful big Jeep Gladiator on road and a lot of the comments are, you look so, so good on road and then we see you on water and it's not the same. Yes. And so this new boat is just as beautiful and it's our presence and branding is so important. Yes. Um, you know, I don't want to be seen as, you know, the, the girl who drives alcohol around Pittwater. I, we're seller by sea. Yeah. So it's about branding and creating that impression of, of what we are. Yes. Yeah. So what areas are you covering at the moment? Covering Pittwater at the moment, we see that as our enclosed, I guess our, our paddling pool for the business. It's how we learn about our processes. It's where we've learned how quickly we can make deliveries, how we can find people. I've had to learn about different boats. You ask me mm. about boats now and I know what they look like, but mm. You know, if you'd said to me 18 months ago, I need you to find a Lagoon 45, like I'd have to Google it and find out what it looks like and then I would send the picture to Dave and then he would be driving around the basin trying to find it. <laughs> Honestly, you can't believe. We've sent texts to people before. Our punt broke down because the um, the petrol wasn't, they weren't large enough, the petrol cans that we had weren't large enough so our boat was stopping and we've had tenders come and give us tows. And So all of these things we've been able to learn in a safe enclosed environment and then our next move is to come around to Cohen Creek and to hit America's Bay Refuge Bay where we get yeah, you need to hit refuge we hundred percent do yeah. because Pittwater it's still easy to get your provisioning if you need to mm. the idea is that our customers are people who have been out for weeks on end mm. and their, their supplies are running low so that's the next one for us and then the idea is to hit Sydney Harbour and it'll be a completely different look and feel but we're putting in those processes now to get it right to be able to expand and then it's hopefully nationwide. That's exciting. It's very exciting. <gasps> but, yeah, you need to get into Refuge Bay because we're very lazy boaters at Bob and Head. We head up to Refuge Bay. We yes. pick up our mooring. We have, hang there for the weekend and then we come back again. Perfect. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's what I do. Really. No, I think it's it's. if I had a dollar for everyone who said, are you guys in America's Bay? We want you in America's Bay. And, yeah. and I hate saying no. As a small business owner, you hate saying no. Yes. But, um, but we're coming. We're coming. Oh, that's great news. That's good to hear. Very exciting. So with that national edge, you literally want to cover the whole of Australia. I do. Yep. That's and there's, so cool. And there's no reason why I can't. That's the thing. I think it's. As females, we tend to tell ourselves we're our own worst enemy. We tell ourselves what we can't do. Mm. I tell myself, why would this small business that I started ever go nationwide? And I can't imagine the guys that started Jimmy Brings thinking like that. No. You know, they would yeah. have just thought this business model is fantastic and everyone tells us how great the seller by sea business model is. It's only me that's I see the day-to-day -day ins and outs. I see the day-to-day -day struggles mm. and 
I have to sometimes get my head away from that and see what everybody else sees, which is this fantastic brand with so much potential that's never been done before. Mm. So why not? Why not me? Absolutely. Go for it, girl. That's what I say. Exactly. Yeah. It's about surrounding yourselves. That's why I reached out to you because it's about surrounding yourself with people who think like you do and not not letting yourself, you know, be your own worst enemy. Oh, she's going to make me cry now. (laughs) Oh. Are you, okay? so Are you okay inspired. out there, folks? Are you okay? <laughs> it's 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 so important a female in business to re- surround yourself with like-minded women and oh, strong women totally. and, and re- when you can help other women like I know that maybe one day it'll be my turn to yeah. reach out and help and the way you're helping me and it's that's what you have to do you have to help other women succeed yeah yeah and and rely on your supportive men as well 100% they're, they're fantastic as well and it's oh, never 100% I've always yeah. found I love their no nonsense just get in and do it attitude and that's what bodies are you know nothing is ever a drama our customers are so kind so much advice and and the bodies they love helping me they love giving me really really positive advice they never talk down to me it's always you know this is great what you're doing have you looked at this have you tried that and it comes from such a place of wanting to see me succeed and such a kindness it really is yeah yeah. That's lovely. Yeah, mm. no, boaties are, they're, I don't know, we're a different breed. 100%. Yeah. They're like country people. They're yeah. just the best people. They're generous. And I think for me it's always about happy people, people who are in the sunshine or people who have salt water, just genuinely happy people and happy people help people. Yeah. And boaties are surrounded by water. So yeah. why wouldn't you be happy all the time? Oh, exactly. And we come back to the good old blue mind again that yeah. when you're in, on, or around water that you're, your mind goes into this different space. I had I was talking to somebody the other day who I can't remember who it was, but it was somebody who said they love being on their boat. Yeah. And um, I said, well, that's, you know, that's blue mind and blah, blah, blah. And they said, oh, I thought it was just me. Yes. I thought it was just the way I felt when I got on my boat. Yes. And I said, no, 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 everybody feels like that when they get on their everybody boat. Everybody feels it. I can be yeah. having a really hard day and I've been at the marina or I've been in my office and things have been hard and an order will come in and sometimes I'm, I'm like I'm just not in the headspace to do, okay, just get it done. And the minute I'm out on my boat, I'm a completely different person. Yeah. I just, I change. It's, it is the best. It is a sensational feeling. I yeah. think one of, the, one of the loveliest things about having a boat is sharing it with friends and family and seeing them feel Absolutely. like that as well, which is such a, a lovely thing to see. Yeah. 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 That's so cool. Yeah, for sure. <gasps> well, it has been an absolute delight to have you here today, Mel. Thank it's been you a for having pleasure me. pleasure talking to you. You've given some real nuggets of motherly advice. <laughs> of um business advice i hope so it's you know i'm still i'm learning as i go so i I, yeah it's you don't know how much you've learned in 18 months but it seems it's a lot yeah it is a lot but the voting community is very grateful that you've started your business thank you you've had some really great support from some alcohol suppliers and that sort of thing out there um which rate what ranges do you cover what we, we carry a small range because eventually we're going to be able to carry on board. So we have a really concise range. But some of our suppliers have been with us 
since before we even had a liquor license. So they were on board, they wanted to help us. And the minute we got that license, we were ready. So brand loyalty is something that's really important to us. So, um, you know, we carry beautiful champagnes from Moet Hennessy. We've had Moet Ice and Verve and Bollinger since the very beginning and all have female leaders within their field as well. So that's that's a really nice thing is working with women who really know what I'm trying to do and you've got that camaraderie within within industries. So those have been great. Um, we started with Four Pines Beer because they were local. We, we really try to reach out to locals first and they were really fantastic and supportive. They gave us an amazing price, um, which... To a small business, we don't have a lot of buying power. So when you go into Dan Murphy's and then when you might look at our prices on our website, there's a huge disparity there because the prices they can offer are so different to what we are paying and then we've got our boat costs and things on top of that. So when a supplier offers us really amazing pricing, it's we're so grateful. So Four Pines was with us from the beginning. We love Four Pines at Waterside Bistro as they're well. Fantastic. They're fantastic, lovely yeah. people. And yep. we've just recently taken on Corona beer, which is super exciting. It's my favourite beer and it's the beer that – when I was sitting in Westhead that day, that's what I was imagining is where's my Corona beer? So <laughs> we've just taken on them and and they're brilliant. You know, they they keep sending us things that we can use to, to dress up our boats and to put us on brand and anything that they can do to help us has been a really big one for them. Uh, we've got some really beautiful wines. We've got AIX Rosé now, which is gorgeous. And we're thinking of putting some magnums into the Celebice fridge. So we've got some magnums for celebrations, um, some gorgeous, uh, probably our biggest seller, funnily enough, are our Robert Oatley Reds. Okay. You guys love them. Their signature yeah. red series, their Pinot and their Shiraz sell so well for us. So again, you know, they're local, they're boating people. So we wanted to match our brands with them as well so but yeah lots go. of good stuff oh that's awesome I'm really surprised about the Robert Oatley Reds because normally we don't have reds on boats because we don't want to stain our tea yes <laughs> no you think of those 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 you know winter's nights where you want to be cozy on your boat because boating is a 365 a day activity it was so interesting when we first started the business everyone was like oh, it was very seasonal you know you really struggle in winter absolutely not no. scotch red wine bread cheese we are still out there delivering those things what sailor doesn't want a beautiful bottle of red on board when they're watching the stars in winter absolutely and appropriate to be oatleys with the hamilton island absolutely sailing week yeah link all that kind of thing They've the been Oatley family have been amazing beautiful so. they're they're customers of ours they're supporters of ours they're suppliers of ours Again, you know, nothing is too much trouble. There's nothing they can't do for us. And so we stock their wines and it's just a really beautiful symbiotic boating relationship. That's lovely. I've heard a little rumour that um, though you deliver alcohol, you don't actually drink a great deal of it these days. What's going on there? It is very interesting. So May last year... I decided to take a little break for myself. Um, being in this business and having so much access to it and really learning about how important the safety around the community was, I wanted as a licensee to be able to make 
the decisions about my customers that were coming from a, a place of complete clarity with the business. So I decided to just take a little break and see how far I could push my business and my mind um, with that complete openness and and so I haven't had a drink since last May but I know so what I have done instead (laughs) it's it's for me I absolutely love the habit of it and the enjoyment and the celebration so what I've done is I've sourced some really beautiful non-alcoholic pieces and they're actually in the business as well so we stock odd bird which is a French non-alcoholic sparkling um a naughty sparkling rosé and a chardonnay which are from England and they're for our boating customers perhaps the skipper's driving yeah absolutely yeah or you want to indisperse that with alcohol and I just wanted to be inclusive I wanted to make sure that we were looking after everyone so I think part of it was taking myself away from it for a little while I could understand why people might choose not to have an alcoholic beverage and I wanted to make sure that we could provide the absolute best option as well and as a licensee I know that every decision I'm making is in the community's best interests, which is is part of our plan of management. And it's something that when liquor and gaming, you know, they read our plan of management, we have to prove that we are above reproach. I can say Mm -hmm. everything I do is for the best of the business. Yeah. Wow, that is dedication, girlfriend. Yeah, dedication to the cause. I go through a lot of non-alcoholic sparkling bubbles. Which can be lovely. Look, I didn't drink until, you know, funny story, I didn't drink until I was 43, which was about the time I started selling boats as well. So (laughs) I think there may have been some synergy there. I needed the alcohol to get me through the deals. It could have been that. 100%. uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I am, yeah, I don't don't drink a lot at all. I'm a one or two glasses I always joke about me, you know, drinking yes. loads of champagne and all that sort of thing, but I actually don't. I just enjoy a really quality over quantity, you know. Which is 100% where we stand as well. We, we're so careful with what we choose and what we stock because it has to be what our customers expect, which is the best, you know. Mm. And so it was really nice to be able to, you know, try the best non-alcoholic and try everything. And so I can say 100% what we have in the sell-by fridges, sell-by sea fridges is the best. Oh, so Mel, how can we find your business? We're on Instagram and our handle is just seller by C. Our website, sellerbyc.com.au are very, very easy to find. And we have beautiful photos. I did a little photo dump of the marina and we, we really try to show the beautiful space that we get to work from. So you can, you can see beautiful photos of Pittwater every day and our gorgeous boats and our staff and Lots of fun. Thanks so much, Mel. It's been a pleasure having you here. We really appreciate you. We appreciate your time. We appreciate your business. We're excited for you. It's going to be absolutely huge, I have no doubt, because you are so driven and so passionate about it. And you're resilient. Thank you. So thanks, Mel. It's lovely to have you here. If you need anything, anything we can do to help, we're here for you as the boating industry to support you. Thank you so much. I'm so thrilled. Well, it's been lovely to have you listen out there, folks. I really appreciate your ears. And um, if you'd like to get in contact, just follow me on Instagram at The Boat Princess and perhaps leave me a comment on today's picture of our podcast so that we can get an idea of what you thought about it. That'd be lovely.
take care and we'll see you on the water soon.